Hi there, and welcome back to I Hadn't Considered That. I am your host, Vanessa Tori, and I am really excited today because I am recording this podcast in my brand new apartment for the first time ever. I cannot tell you how thrilling this is right now. I ordered this beautiful dark green chair with the sole purpose of it being my podcasting spot. You can go over to Instagram and check out all kinds of pictures of the new space, including my cool little new chair that has a wonderful little space right next to me between me and the arm of the chair for this fluffy dog. This is my podcast buddy for the day. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while or been checking out my writing on Medium, you know that there have been so many big changes that are going on in my life. And this started all the way back in December. In December, I gave my notice at work. In January, I signed a contract with a realtor to put my house on the market. In February, I signed the lease on this new place. In March, we put my house on the market at the very end of the month. In a couple days, it sold. April, we did the closing, and here we are, May 1st, and all of this is done. My last couple weeks have been nothing but packing up a box, moving a box, lifting a box, lugging a box, unpacking a box, breaking down a box, taking a box to a dumpster. Lather, rinse, repeat over and over and over again. So for all of these reasons, today is going to be a solo episode because this week has just been a lot and I felt like there were a lot of things that were happening for me and it was a time of serious self-reflection for me because when you get into this space of just fast, furious chaos, some self-reflection is absolutely going to happen as part of that. And I have learned a lot, folks. I have learned a lot. I've learned things about the world. I've learned things about myself. And I want to share a few things that I have learned with you. Some of them are totally random. Some of them are just moments of pure comedy that have happened over the last couple of weeks that you just kind of have to sit in the moment and say, this, this is laughable. And I'm going to get to a point where this is funny and it's getting to the point where it's funny. So for one, uh, when you live in a house for 15 years, you accumulate a lot of things. This is what I have learned. And if you've been living in your house for any period longer than maybe five years, I can guarantee you this. I will send you five US dollars if you tell me that this is not true about the space that you are occupying. There are many, many things, at least a good solid dozen that you have in your home that you do not need. You have not used them in over a year. You don't even know that they are in your cupboard somewhere in the back. I will tell you this because as I started packing, I found a bamboo steamer. I owned a bamboo steamer. I had no idea. I have no idea who I was when I bought the steamer. I don't know who that woman was. It was probably sometime around 2009. I was Younger then, I was full of hope. I thought that I was the type of person that needed a bamboo steamer. Newsflash for you, I am not the kind of woman that needs a bamboo steamer. So those two people are not the same. Second thing I learned, packing and moving is a hell of a lot like being in an airport. And if you're not making that leap with me, let me tell you, there is one defining 
part of being in an airport that almost everyone can relate to, and that is, it does not matter what time of day it is when you enter into that airport, you can have a beer. You can have a beer anytime you want, and if you're going on vacation and your flight leaves at 10 o'clock, go for it. Same thing happens when you're packing. If you wanna have a beer at 9.30 in the morning because you have to deal with the arduous task of taking your belongings and putting them into a Home Depot box that you are just going to pray later that the bottom does not fall out, you deserve to have yourself a nice frosty cold IPA at 9.30 in the morning. No one's gonna judge you. I did not judge myself. Please do not judge me. That is not what we do here. Third thing I learned, there is no amount of planning that you can do for a move or a major life change that is actually going to help you out in getting to the point where everything runs smoothly. You know me, I am a spreadsheet maker. I am a list maker. I like a good checklist. I like to cross things off. I can tell you that when I started this move, I thought to myself, this is going to be the queen of all moves. This is going to go so smoothly. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be flawless. So I would take a box and then I would go to my bookshelf and I started packing up my books. Friends, I packed up my books based on genre. But let me tell you, that was not sustainable. I went to the kitchen today where I'm sitting right now. I'm looking at seven boxes. There are seven boxes left to go. Those seven boxes are left because those are the boxes that became the catch-all for anything at the last minute that needed to make its way over here because I could not stop an entire other family from moving into my home that I sold for them, right? I, they gave me money and I gave them my home, which means I have to vacate. Panic set in. I opened up this box today. I look in and the contents that are staring back at me from this box include a potato peeler, three different pairs of socks, a candle, and a can of peanuts. What kind of insane crazy person packs a box where socks and peanuts go together? The answer to that question is me. Fourth thing that I learned, the capacity for the amount of belongings that you can fit into a Jeep Cherokee, I'm not kidding you. If you have ever seen the movie Grapes of Wrath, fantastic by the way. Also read the book, please do yourself a service there. You know that the Jode family packs up everything that they own and leaves Oklahoma for California. And I'm not kidding you that same image, Google it and you will see exactly what my Jeep Cherokee looks like. This thing is packed to the gills. I have become and transformed into Tom Jode. So not the person that I wanted to be also Tom Jode not the type of person that would buy a bamboo steamer either. He doesn't need one of those. Lastly, and this is what I really want to talk about today because this is the biggest takeaway that I have from this move. And that is that moving is not a time for pride. This is not a time for us to be our stubborn, prideful selves. So today, what we're going to talk about is this last one and this big lesson that I've learned. I want to talk to you about it. And I want to talk about independence control and asking for help. Because these are three things that have slapped me in the face 
in the last two weeks. So one point of pride for me where I can be most prideful is that I am independent. I have always been a very independent person. I have spent a good amount of time by myself, on my own. I have been divorced for almost five years, which means that along with my daughter in the home and being a single mom, anything and everything that happened in that house was my responsibility. I learned to depend on myself and that if I wanted to get things done, if things had to get done, I was the one that was going to have to do it. And so the last few years especially has been me cultivating my ability to just get shit done. I can rise to the occasion like you don't even imagine. Case in point, let me give you an example. So I had this huge Palo Verde tree in my backyard. I called it the zombie tree because I think I've cut that tree down three times and it is a desert tree. It doesn't need water. It just magically grows out of the ground. So you have a stump and then out of the stump, this tree springs back to life and it happens in like three days. There's a stump, then there's a tree. If you live in Arizona, you know that in the summer, we have these insane storms during monsoon season. They hit hard, they hit fast, they are destructive. It is beautiful and bright and sunny out. And then it is like tornado level winds at the blink of an eye. One such storm came through. It was like a Tuesday afternoon, right at the end of the day, I'm at home and I'm working and this storm blows through and a third of this zombie Palo Verde tree snaps off in the wind and it lands on the block fence that is shared by my neighbor and myself. It cracks the fence and it is leaning on the fence and I'm looking out the window at this going, okay, great. Well, if I just leave this here, it's going to take down the wall. So I start putting out the call for landscapers. I start calling up different companies. Can you come out? Can you help? Well, here's the problem. When these storms hit, the same thing happens to damn near everybody's tree. So there's more work than landscapers can possibly get to. It's at the end of the workday. Businesses are closed. My friends are on their way home from work. No one is around to help me with this tree. So I put on my big girl panties and I go out into the garage because now I need something to start hacking at this tree. I am not rational at this point, folks. I am in get the tree off the wall mode. So I start digging around in the garage, much like the bamboo steamer that I didn't know that I had. I also had a very small electric chainsaw. So I go out into the garage with the chainsaw. Mind you, I have also never used a chainsaw in my entire life. Okay, clearly this chainsaw was not purchased by me. It was one of the many remnants left behind after my ex-husband vacated the premises. So I just start hacking at the tree. Now I know how to cut a tree because I've been around landscaping my whole life and my whole career. But I'll tell you, this chainsaw is small. It is hot, it is humid. 
I have to get into my neighbor's backyard. They're not home to try and get these limbs. They are heavy. I have to drag them to the curb so that somebody can come and pick them up. It was so tiring and I must have sworn under my breath the whole time because I hated the fact that I had to do this. This was one more thing that fell on me, but as an independent person, I can take pride. Every single limb that fell off that tree, I was proud of myself because I just did it. I just did it. But somehow, when we live like this, when we continue to do this, we turn into this sort of superhero. And if we do it once, we can do it again. It's empowering. So now things happen in my house and I'm now all powerful. I can do everything. And I did everything. I have been doing everything for so long. And I'll tell you, there are points in my life in the last few years that as much pride as I take in being independent, I just get overwhelmed by having to do all of the things all of the time. And one of the things I realized about this is that just because I can do something, I can cut that tree down. It does not necessarily mean that I have to do that. And the opposite side of that is that if I can't do something, if I can't cut that tree down in my backyard, what I have to remember and what I have to tell myself and give myself the kindness of is that just because I can't do it doesn't mean that I'm an incompetent person. But as an independent person who takes so much pride in that, when we don't get that satisfaction, we have to accept the defeat when we can't do something. And that is really, really hard. It's really, really hard for me to accept and acknowledge I can't do something. This is out of my wheelhouse. I don't have the time and I don't have the ability. So I just keep doing the things whether I want to do them or I can do them. And this creates in me this tendency to overextend and overwork myself because my independence, that point of pride, turns into stubbornness in 3.2 seconds, right? I will get to the point where I'm working on something, I'm trying to fix something, and I have no idea what I'm doing, but I will not give up. And the other thing that I will not do is I won't ask for help. I have always joked around as part of my independence, my ability to do everything by myself. Somebody once made a joke about me having control issues. And anybody who may have control issues, if you have control issues and somebody tells you you have control issues, that is triggering. and. People who have control issues are going to go into defensive mode. And that's what I would do. I don't have control issues. And I tried to shrug, shrug it off. And I tried to tell this person that it's not that I have control issues. I have trust issues. I will take on too much because I know that nearly every time I'm not going to let myself down. There are times that I do let myself down because clearly with that irrigation break, I didn't have that covered. And 
as I struggled with it, I felt like I was letting myself down because the one person that I trusted to be able to do this was not getting the work done. I know that I'm going to show up for myself. I know that I can rely on myself. I know that I can depend on myself. Putting trust in other people is a crapshoot for me. And I'm not sure where I learned this. I don't know where any of us learn this, where people inherently broke some sort of trust in us. I, I don't, I, I have a theory, I have a theory that how this started was school for us. I think that every single one of us has been traumatized at some point in their life by two words that teachers would utter to us at the beginning of a class that would send panic into the hearts of any independent high achieving person. And those two words are group project. Independent people do not do group work. We want to work independently, quietly by ourselves in a corner. We, we know that what we need to get done is going to get done on time and correctly. You throw independent people into a group environment, right? And this does not just end in school. If you hate group work, you know that there is going to be a time in your professional career that your boss is going to come to you and tell you that there is a project that he needs you to work on. And then he's going to come in with four other people and you need to work with those four other people. And for me, that is a hellscape. I don't want to work with four other people's on this project. I just want to do it myself. Just tell me what to do, turn me loose, and I'm going to do it. I may stay up till two o'clock in the morning to finish this project, but at least I know it's done and I know it's done right. But when I have to depend on John, Joe, Karen, and Jessica to get this work done, I'm a stress case. I'm a total stress case because I'm looking at the four of them and I'm thinking in my head, which one of you assholes is not going to do your work? Which one of you is it? Because I need to know right now because I need to know when we assign you a task to do what task I'm going to have to end up doing. That, my friends, creates control issues. Control and trust are so interconnected and intrinsically linked. And I want to talk a little bit more about that because I have realized through this process of going through this move, going through these changes in my life, that there is a lot of things that I need to let go of. And one of the things that I need to let go of is my ability to trust others because that is a barrier to building relationships with people. When we don't trust other people, it's really easy for us to keep them at an arm's length away from us. As independent people, we then rely on ourselves too much. We take on too much. It's the adage of if you want a job done right, do it yourself. All it takes is one time of one person breaking our trust, being unreliable, not showing up, not doing something that we asked them to do. If you have ever lived in a house with another human being, you know what it is like to have your trust broken by somebody not doing something that you asked them to do. However, there are so many downsides 
to not trusting other people and keeping all of the control in our lives in our space. One of the downsides is that in taking on everything in my life, in being able to do it, I have become the person that can and will do anything and everything. And if you are that person where your friends know you've got it, you've got everything's under control, you've got it, we don't have to worry about Vanessa, she's got it. Look at all of the things that she does. I have people that will praise me for my independence. I don't know how you do it all. I don't do it all. I'm a mess a good part of the time because I am doing all of it. I'm tired a good point part of the time because I am doing all of it. When we become that person that can and will do everything and anything ourselves, nobody sees when we've hit our breaking point. Because I know that I have learned to hide my breaking point very, very well. I can give the illusion like that afternoon when I'm sitting on my lawn crying, that everything is under control. At times, I am the queen of, I'm fine, everything's fine. Do you need help? Nope, I got it. Nope, I got it. And I don't know how many times that those words have come out of my mouth. It's not even a matter of not asking for help. We're gonna talk about asking for help in a minute, but even accepting help. As an independent person who values that independence, and that's so much the part of my being and myself, accepting help. When somebody asks me if I need help, the way that I hear that in my head is that they don't think I'm competent. And that is absolutely ridiculous. Because I will tell you this, I love to offer help to people. I don't offer help to people because I think that they're incompetent. I offer help to people because I genuinely like to help people. There is an absolute downside to independence. Independence is a beautiful, beautiful thing until it's not. What I've realized is that when it gets to that point where it's not a good thing anymore, we are left in what I call self-induced stress. And when I had a quiet moment over the last two weeks, and when I was sitting in my partially empty house and I was stressed out because I didn't want to be doing this all by myself. I wanted help and there was no help. I had to realize that the only person responsible for my level of stress in the last two weeks is me. I created the stress, but I'm sitting in my living room and I want someone to blame. I want anyone to blame. I'm sitting there feeling sorry for myself, looking around at the fact that I am all alone and wondering where are all the people that are supposed to help me right now? I'm sitting on the floor once again, crying because I, I cry a lot. This is how I get out my stress and my frustration. Sometimes I just need to take a minute, like a little two, three minutes, cry it out, and then I'm fine. But the reason why there was nobody in that house helping me is because I did not put up the flag to alert anybody that I needed help. I continue to give this illusion 
that I was doing just fine. This walks on a very slippery slope where that kind of independence and that kind of stubbornness can switch right over into martyrdom. When we become the martyr, whether it's with our families, our work, our friends, all it does is push us further into that space of never, ever being able to ask for help. I get praised for being a woman that can take care of myself and everything. It is a point of pride, which is fun. And it makes me feel good that people see me as competent. Then what happens if I ask for help? If I am the woman who doesn't need a man for anything, what happens to me when all of a sudden I'm in a situation where, you know what? I need a man. I need a man. I need a man who has skills that can fix a garbage disposal. I need a man who has skills that can help me lift something heavy into the back of the Jeep. And I'm not saying that women can't do that, but if a man offers help, that doesn't mean that I am less of an independent woman because I'm allowing a man to help me. The entire time that I was going through this move, I asked for help twice. I realized that I'm the type of person that having gone through everything to pack up all of these boxes, if I did not ask for help in unpacking, I would not be sitting here today looking at seven boxes. I would be sitting here today looking at 17, maybe 27 boxes that I was, again, too overwhelmed to unpack and too tired and exhausted because I was being way too overly independent and stubborn. Something amazing, though, happened when I asked for help. People helped. People helped. Ask for help and help will show up. They showed up huge. And it was a huge leap of faith for me because it, it's, again, it's not just me asking for help, but for those of us who have a hard time asking for help, even when it's given, we have a hard time accepting that. To accept help, I learned that we have to let go of control. I mentioned before the boxes that I packed up with the books, right? All of the different genres, because my intention was that I can then just unpack the box and put them on the bookshelf in the nice, neat, orderly, categorized way, just like I like it. But all of a sudden, all these people, these wonderful, wonderful people show up and someone says, what would you like me to do? And so I point to the boxes of the books and I know this is the tipping point in which I need to let go of the control freak in me. And I just said, unpack the boxes, just take them out of the boxes, stick them on the shelves, and I will deal with them later because a clear choice needed to be made at this point. I could either do it myself and have it done exactly as I wanted to, or I can get help. The other thing that I realized in allowing these wonderful folks to help me is that it did not damage my self-worth. As a matter of fact, I felt genuinely cared about by those people that helped. It made me feel human. And I needed that because newsflash, I am not actually a superhero and you're not either. None of us are. So let's stop pretending that we're superheroes, right? Independence does not need to be debilitating in our lives because we don't have the ability to let other people in. And saying that is a lot easier said than done because it's a lot easier to say, hey, look, 
we're going to stop being superheroes today. Everyone, let's just chill out for a minute. Let's just let all the kind people come and give us all the help that we need because they're wonderful. And then we're going to be able to get to the point where we can sit on our couch with a glass of wine and celebrate the fact that we're not doing all of the things all the time. So I have figured out three different things that I can do that I wanted to share with you so that if you are in the same space where you are overly independent, a little bit of a control freak and can't ask for help, there are three things that I have written down that these are things that I am going to do from now on so that I can stop doing all of the things and I can just be. I need to move from doing to being and I cannot do this alone. There is a limit to a human being's independence. And so the first one, we just need to take our superhero capes off and like drop them off at the dry cleaner and then forget that they're there. Forget that you drop them off. Let them live in perpetuity with the dry cleaner until eventually they donate them and somebody goes to a Goodwill and picks up a superhero cape and a bamboo steamer and then they're happy with life. If you are a woman, I'm especially talking to you. If you are a woman cohabitating with another human, whether it is your spouse, your child, a partner, your long lost aunt from Greenville, South Carolina, please stop what you are doing right now and hear me right now. You are not responsible for the whole damn world. Just stop it. There was a study in January of 2020 that showed that women do two more hours of labor every day than men. Why? Because we feel like we have to do this or things will not get done. I don't stand for that idea. I do not stand for this idea. Your spouse or your child needs to share the work with you. If they are dependent on you, then you get to also depend on them. Stop being the martyr and start saying no. You don't have to carry that whole burden yourself. You can ask people for help and expect that they are going to give it to you. And if that means that you need to have a long, hard conversation with any of those people living in your home, sharing your space with you, then you have to have that hard conversation. It's worth it. Don't avoid the conversation because it's hard. Because I'll tell you what's harder. Doing all of the things, all of yourself is harder than sitting down the people with the people that love you and that you love and telling them that you are done doing it. Also, it means that we need to let go of the idea that everything is going to be exactly how we want it if we're going to give up the superhero cape and stop being a martyr. If you have ever had an argument over how the dishwasher is loaded, I am talking to you. Let go of the control. It doesn't matter. The hill of the dishwasher is not one on which you want to die. If you tell someone to go load the dishwasher, stop caring about how it's loaded. It's like my boxes. I wanted somebody to unpack those boxes of books. I wanted somebody to hang up the clothes in my closet. I don't care if they're not how I like them. I will get there at some point. The other thing, second thing, is that we need to set realistic expectations of what we can actually do. And again, this goes back to choosing battles. If you are solo, if you are a single person living in your space by yourself, 
this is where I'm talking to you. Listen, I can fill up a day with doing and doing and doing. The problem is that I just don't have that kind of time. Independent people who have issues with control make more work for ourselves and it is a detriment to our well-being and we need to stop. We need to give up the control that everything needs to be perfect and as we want it in order to get the assistance. We need case in point, Instacart is the greatest thing I have done for myself in the longest time. But you know what the benefit of Instacart is? I don't have to go into the super people supermarket and pick up things on my own. I free up my time, I click on things on a computer, and then I let go of the control that everything is going to come back perfect. I let somebody else do that. We have the ability to make these choices. Right now, my new apartment is a hot mess. It is an absolute hot mess. I have hit the stage of just shoving shit in places. I don't care. I don't care where things are going. It, it just needs to be put away and it needs to be out of my sight because living in this amount of clutter and disorganization is killing me. When I get everything unpacked and I look into a cabinet and it's nothing but chaos, here's my plan. I'm going to, wait for it, ask for help. I have this friend, Margie. Margie is an organizational wonder. For me to go into my kitchen and try to organize it with what's happening in there right now gives me agita to even think about it. I am overwhelmed about the idea, so I have a choice. Either I can just go into the overwhelm knowing that it's going to make me an angry, pissy person, or I can pick up my phone and I can say, Margie, I need you to come to my house and I need you to organize my kitchen. And then I'm going to sit on a stool and I'm going to watch Margie do all of the beautiful things that she does because she genuinely loves to do this. And I'll tell you, all of us have a Margie in our lives. I can guarantee you this, no matter what we need help with, somebody out there enjoys doing that. And at the very least is really good at it. Figure out those people. Might I suggest a spreadsheet? Maybe. Because you know me, I like a spreadsheet. Make a catalog. What if your friends are good at what? So when you need help, you can look at your list of people who have offered you help that you can say, oh, my friend knows how to fix that. And lastly, if we are going to fix this and not be overly independent martyrs who have no life because we are doing all of the things, we need to embrace depending on people just a little bit. And I want you to hit the pause button and play that last part back again. Notice I did not say that we have to embrace being dependent. We need to embrace the verb. Embracing the verb depending and depend does not make you the adjective of dependent. We need to lean into the verb. Depending on people means that we trust them. We mean It means that we're letting them in. And what it also means for them is that they get to show up in our lives in a way that they are choosing. Because again, offering help to someone is a choice. They are choosing to show up in our lives. And when we shut them out, we're not doing them a service by allowing them to be there for us. And I know that this is all hard. I don't always want to live in the frazzled state that I've lived in for the last two weeks and my whole life. It's not fun. And I like fun. So I need to embrace more of the fun by letting go. If you are not somebody who has an issue asking for help, maybe it helps you to understand those people. Look around in your life and see who in your life is overwhelmed and not asking for help. 
and see what you can do to help them out. And please also understand that people who are overwhelmed, people that are in a state of stress, often have no idea how you can help them because help to them is a foreign concept. So to keep this conversation going, I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you struggle with with this. I want to be able to share with you how this is working in my life and how I'm doing with this because again, all about the accountability here. So there's always opportunities connect and I want to leave you with that at the end of this podcast here. There are different places to connect mainly there's a Facebook community. I have a Facebook page, my writer and podcast Facebook page. The link is in the show notes. It's also on my website. We also have the Patreon, which is becoming this really awesome, cool group of people. We just did a wine Wednesday last week and it was life blood. It was incredible. We had amazing conversation. It's an hour long. It happens at seven o'clock Pacific time now. Um, and we do it every other Wednesday. I would love for you to come to Wine Wednesday and share with us how this works in your life and what you're doing to control your control freak and your your stubbornness. Um, all you have to do is it's a part of the Patreon. Even the $5 level gets to come to one of the Wine Wednesdays. Um, one of the higher tiers in the Patreon. You can come to all of the Wine Wednesdays. It's become a core group of people that show up every time and friendships are being made there. People are meeting people. We're discovering things. We are laughing. Oh my God, do we have fun. So come join us. Uh, the next one's May 11th. You can get tips, hear tips, give tips. Let us know, share your knowledge with us because we're all gonna be continuing to struggle through this. And so the last thing that I want to leave you with is that because this is my topic of the day, I am going to ask for help. And the hair on my arms just stood up because I'm asking for help. Please help me by going over to Apple Podcasts and rating and writing a review for the podcast if you are enjoying it. This helps me because Apple's algorithm then sends the podcast out to other people that they think might enjoy it once they get that feedback from you. Their algorithms do algorithmy things and people find it and then we can grow and then other people can come here and can make fun of my obsessive spreadsheet making. That's all for this week. Thank you guys for showing up. I appreciate you and I will see you next week. Go chill out. New episodes launch every Monday, so I hope you'll be back. If you enjoyed this podcast, there's several ways to show your support. First, by rating the podcast and leaving a review, you help others to find great content. Second, if you're looking for further connection, consider becoming a patron of the podcast, where you'll have a fun and interesting way to connect with others and even get more information on perspectives and things you may not have considered. Lastly, please share this podcast with a friend. The number one way that podcasts reach more people is through sharing and word of mouth. I appreciate you and your beautiful open mind. See you soon.